sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning. Wow, look at this. We have a, another global platform here in the house. Dr. May. How you doing, Dr. May from Rome? Uh, hi, Erica. I'm doing great. Hey. Thank you. It's great to yeah. be here. Nice. Okay, Don Sanders. We've got Master Curtis. How you doing, Master Curtis? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. How are you guys? All right. SB Dojo for any of you, you know, Kung Fu fighters. Okay. I talked to, uh, what did I talk to yesterday? Ann Daly. Okay. She was the postmaster of Santa Barbara Retired. That woman knows a lot of people. Okay. And she's a grandmother of four kids. So I was saying, you know, instead of Christmas presents, you should sign the, the family up for a membership. Four girls? Yeah, that's right. That's Maybe right. Get them in there. That's it. Maybe we'll do a sitcom. That's what we need. Think big. That's all right. Dr. Dale Figtree is in the house. How you doing, Dr. Dale? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Right. If you look down 45 degree angle to your left, you'll see your I don't know. You're the one who introduced me to him. What do you want to do? Uh, youngest son, whatever like that. Sky Ellsworth is here. How you doing, Sky? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah. Dominique Hackett, how you doing, Dee? Good, good, good. Yeah. Alex Ramirez. How you doing, Alex? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Ste uh, Stephanie Forrester <laughs> is here Woo! from Houston. Hey, Steph. Hi! That a girl, that's who I know. All right. Hey, you're thinking of when you were in Huntsville. That was more of that Huntsville high. Now it's Houston. Everything's big in Texas, okay? That's it. Where's your hat? I'm supposed yes. to not wear a hat. Yes. That's it. Where's the, I know. I haven't gotten it out yet. All right. And then I'll get it next it time. Out, we've got Christine Marie. How you doing, Christine? I'm doing good. Thanks. Happy to be wow. here. Yeah, so my uh, seventh book is now launched on Amazon, and of course, I dedicated it to you. Oh, thank you. I did. You gave me the idea. And I was like, I went three days in a rabbit hole. Whoa! And I wrote it. So thank you for that. It's a legendary hummingbird tale. It's awesome. Yeah, I love the story, actually. Kind of fits in with what we do here in Santa Barbara and with Team Sports Radio. It's a little hummingbird, you know, running into the fire, you know, putting a little tiny drop of water on one little flower that's immersing itself in this huge forest fire, going back and forth and back and forth. And then all animals don't understand what this little hummingbird is doing. And then she's like, I'm going to I'm going to save the fire. And they're all laughing at her and everything like this. At the end of the day, though, the forest spirits heard. Then it started raining. Right. And then it put out the fire. So. At the end of the day, it's one little magical moment that somebody can. It's all about connection. We talked about connection last week. Um, Dominique, let's just talk about impressions. Let's segue over a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking about some of the stories that uh, Don Sanders has been sharing with us as Fuga stories. And Don, I, I wanted to share uh, an interesting study that I came across. Uh, Dartmouth. Uh, just recently in July published a study about um, and uh, they call it the effect of uh, a mere um, uh, getting a uh, pardon me 
getting an impression, just a mere impression, the slightest impression, how it affects our perception of the world. And I know you do so much meditation and so many wonderful things about trying to understand how people perceive things. So just real quick, this study, they took about 30 people, not a whole lot of people, and they had an artist uh, paint a scar on their face. So a makeup artist put a scar on their face and they said, hey, you know, we're doing a study. Could you help us out? We're going to just put some makeup of a scar on your face. And then we want you to go into a group of people and let us know if you feel discriminated against. Right. Because the uh, the idea was let's see what's happening to basically what's called victim mentality. If, if you feel that, you know, you have a scar, obviously you're the victim of something, something happened, right? So they put the makeup of the scar on the face, but then right before the person went into the other room with the whole group of people, the makeup artist said, oh, here, let me do a touch-up. And when the makeup artist did the touch-up, they removed the scar. Now, the people, when they saw the scar, they just had a little hand mirror and they just saw it for a moment. So they were told they're getting a scar painted on their face and they saw with a hand mirror just a little glimpse of what it looked like. OK, not that much. And then now we know the scar has been removed. Right. But they don't know the scar has been removed. They went into the room and do you know what happened. Most every single person reported that they were discriminated against because they have a scar. Now, when I first read this, I thought, oh my gosh. So that means that our perception of how people are treating us is based upon how we are perceiving ourselves and not necessarily based on truth. But what if somebody, instead of just assuming, what if someone did a check-in and they actually said, hey, I'm feeling slightly discriminated against. Are you, you know, giving me a hard time because I have a scar on my face? What if someone would have done a check-in? And then the other person could have said, hey, there's no scar on your face. And then the person could have gone, oh my, there isn't anything on my face, right? Now that's, that's a pursuit of truth rather than, um, always upholding how we perceive the world. Uh, this study just made me realize, wow, we need to do more check-ins with people because maybe how we're perceiving the world actually is slightly wonky. And I, I was excited to share the story with you, Don. That's uh, awesome. That's uh, awesome. Give me, some, give me some, uh, what are your thoughts? Let's go Don, Sky, and then Christine. Now, you're like inclusion rather than exclusion. When you were when you were giving me the details of that study, I was thinking of Dr. Seuss's the star-bellied sneeches. You know, the birds that got the stars, and then everybody got the star, so it wasn't a big deal. And so, yeah, I think so many thoughts. That's like you know, humanity is what's most important. We gotta, we do have to engage, and and you know, engage people as people. It's not, it's not about you know nationalism it's not about you know power and influence it's about humanism i believe and inclusion rather than exclusion and i want to live in an and world not an either or world you know and i think we have we all have the power to do that like you just said if we if we wear around that that thing that makes us feel isolated and cut off and we take everything personally we haven't got a chance that's that's why you know my mentor that's why i was taught to chant nam myoho renge kyo it's because 
we have more potential than we could ever realize inside, but we have to be able to get out of that little self-imposed or maybe societally imposed trap. Nice. Nice. I love what you brought. Sky, what's, I I know you're you're about the whole reflection protection thing. That's all you. Well, yeah, um, you know, I experience this on a regular basis, and I, I think what um, what a lot of us deal with is that that inner critic, right? Where you know we'll look in the mirror and we'll see something, we'll be like, "Ooh, that's out of place," and it will affect our whole day. You know, maybe it's a pimple or you know what whatever it is, but to us, it's off, even if nobody else is noticing or perceiving it. And then we go around with this energy that's that's lower. And I see it, you know, physically in people's postures, they'll actually, you know, go from standing straight upright to, to stooping over slightly, you know, where their shoulders will kind of bend forward. And it, and the energy kind of goes down and in instead of open and out. And it makes it very hard, you know, to connect with people. So having that, you know, self-awareness of it's actually my energy that people are connecting with. And it's not this one feature about myself. I, I remember, you know, I, I always go out with my hair and my hair is a big deal. I spent a lot of money and time on it and I and I do it for the compliments. I'm not going to lie. I do it for the compliments. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll get a lot of compliments. And, um, you know, Sonia, my now wife, will 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 tell me it's it's but it's not the hair. They're they're feeling your energy and that's what they're connecting to. It's, it's not the hair. I swear they're complimenting your hair, but they're feeling something else. And, you know, it's just that that reminder of, OK, you know, it really is about our, our inner state. Right. Nice. Uh, yeah. You, you do have good hair. OK. Especially when you <laughs> fly it in and out, you know, of my kitchen to show everybody, you know, as it whacks the table. No, I'm just kidding. Christine Marie. You know, what comes to me is this idea that, you know, this perception. What is that's what we're talking about, the how we see ourselves and the the cultural or the family kind of wounds and different things that are passed down to each one of us. You know, I think about body dysmorphia, which was, you know, like I saw myself as hugely obese all my all my childhood, all my life. I wasn't, you know, I'm probably heavier now than I've ever been, but I wore that around me all the time and it kept me in this space, you know. And so changing it and working it out and shifting things is really powerful. And and sometimes we're not even aware of it. So Sky, thank you for talking about awareness and, and reflection and self-reflection and looking at ourselves. And it's it's a difficult thing to do. It's a different orientation to take, you know? So, right. um, but I just, uh, you know, I, I think that it's so important. And, and I, I know like, like checking in, but I think checking in, sometimes we won't check in with those things, those scars, those things that feel the most um, hideous about us, you know, or even if I do say something, do you see this zit? And I'll be like, what zit? I, oh, I see it's right there. And they're like, no, it's a huge bulky thing, a horn out of my head, you know? So it is checking in is good too, but sometimes it's hard to check in. So I think it's, you know, being kind to ourselves, right? And, and, breathing with ourselves and being kind for others too. I think both are, are very important. I want to, I know we're getting close, but I, I want to do round it out. I want to get master Curtis's uh, view on this. What do you think, master Curtis? Well, if I have a parent that comes in and starts making excuses about their child before they've even taken their first martial arts class, mm. you know, they'll say something like, well, my kid has, you know, he's not coordinated or he's got, he's got ADHD or any, and I just go, no, 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 no. Like let's, let's start from a blank slate. I want to treat this kid like everybody else. I don't want to have any pre, you know, preconceived ideas because when they get on the mat, 
We want to see their very best. And that's what I expect. And so, yeah, it's how they, how we view them makes a big impact on how they view themselves and vice versa. Nice. Okay. Last up, we got Dr. May. Dr. May, close us out. We got to go to break. Well, uh, I just uh, want to remind everyone that we are marvelous and um, miraculous human beings. And we have so much power inside. And we are not using it, uh, not even to, you know, to, to the minimum, uh, but uh, uh, we all possess it. And we should always uh, look uh, inside of us for the good in us. And, uh, and um, uh, you know, make it bigger, you know, work on it. And, um, you know, and then life will be amazing. Sweet. We, we're going to do the last two pillows of your book a little bit later on. But Alex, I didn't forget you. You're right in the middle. What do you say? We got to go to break. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, you know, even, you know, as, as, uh, every, I mean, everyone's given like such great insight I, from my perspective as an athlete, like a young teen athlete, they have, I feel like that inner perception of themselves kind of keeps them from trying a sport, trying out for basketball team because they think they're going to be horrible. Um, so even, even like trying to excel in like music or whatever it is, I don't want to play the violin because I'm going to sound horrible. It's just, you know, that inner perception, if you can just kind of get over it and just understand that everyone begins as a student and we all develop into that master later on, it just takes time, practice and patience. Nice. So, you know, just nice. don't judge yourself. That's all, that's what I tell everyone. Don't judge yourself and just go for it. Yeah, Sweet. All right. Let's take a little break. That was a heavy way to start the show. I love it. We'll be back with more of these messages. Well, now together we will stand every And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back. This is Christine Marie with A View from the Deck. And the view from the deck right now is for Master Curtis. Master Curtis, I'm just like, just tell me when you want me to stop shuffling. Stop right there. Okay. That's now, do you want me to um, pick from the top, the bottom, or the middle? The middle. The middle. Do you want me to do the top of this one or the bottom of this one? Oh my gosh. I get so many choices. Uh, bottom, bottom of that bottom. one. Okay. Well, this card is the two of cups um, and it's a card of relationship. Um, and um, really it's a card of romantic relationship. So it's a card of like, you know, Valentine's day would just came by. So I would say that there's something that for you, um, you know, self-love and loving yourself, it's as within as, as within as without, but it's really the card of, of romantic relationship. So that must be up for you today in some way. That's what I would say. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, Radio. Honestly, this is great because my wife just got through a sickness and we were going to redo Valentine's Day. So oh, she, feels, she feels better today. So, yes. Nice. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you for uh, that confirmation. <laughs> yes, definitely. Nailed it. Great, great. job. All right. You and now, it. next is a Huga moment with Don Sanders. Don is up. What's up, Don? Hey, Routine Sports Radio. This is Don Sanders, 805-236-2684, donsbassageohi.com. And uh, as, we were, as we were talking here, I was thinking, 
I got a I, I got a really inspired by by hearing some vintage music, and uh, that became what I wanted to present for a huga, a huga being a Danish term, which means a comfy, cozy feeling, which feels like getting a hug without actually getting the physical hug. And when I grew up in a time of much music in the '60s. That, that was almost a daily feeling. There was so much great music around and it was uh, really uniting people. A lot of people, universal language. Music is a universal language. People would come, there was, there was festivals and, and, and uh, opportunities for that all over town and uh, where I grew up in Northern California. And, and uh, by contrast now, I think uh, <clears throat> sometimes these uh, sense about that time at the end of the 60s, instead of just an event that everybody could enjoy, then it became harder and harder to be able to go and maybe afford some of these concerts. And uh, I think that's kind of a shame because anything that brings people together and encourages humanism, like we talked about before, I think that's 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 really, really profound. But just recently, I started taking a guitar course online and it's made to uh, instead of drill you to death, it's meant to get you up and running quickly and uh, enjoying yourself. And uh, I really been enjoying that because I've been a starter and stopper with the guitar for years. I kept it kept it around almost my whole life. So because of what this guy prompted, I got into this little power chord riff that reminded me of a Rolling Stones song. <clears throat> and I was playing it for my wife and I said, and I said, you recognize that? And she didn't. So I hunted up Midnight Rambler, the, the, uh, the famous, uh, the famous blues song that the, 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 the Stones pretty much perfected. And then they were so young, you know, in this video, Hyde Park in, in England, there was half a million people and they were all there for a free concert with the rolling stones i mean everywhere you look you couldn't see the greenery of the park there was just heads there was people everywhere right and so so we looked at the video you know now these guys are in their 80s and they're still out doing that they're going to do a 2024 tour and so i looked at sofi stadium and i said hey as just half jokingly to my wife you want to go see the rolling stones and so we brought up the seating chart big huge stadium the highest, farthest out rim of the stadium was $93 if you actually had sort of a perspective where you could see the stage. Then we clicked on the bottom. So like, say you were right on the floor of the stadium looking right up at the stage. Anybody want to guess what those tickets were going for? I have no idea. $3,300. <laughs> So we had, we had a good laugh, but, uh, you know, in, in that time, in, in that time when uh, it's going to come up again here in the middle of this century, the 20s, the 1920s, there was people were kicking up their heels literally and wanting to change the way things were going. In the 60s, it became, you know, kind of a movement. You know, we, we, we really want to see we want to see something done about injustice. We want to see something change. We really want to want change. And it's going to be coming up again because. If history doesn't repeat, it at least echoes. And so Definitely. it was quite the huga moment to be able to bask in the glow of how that felt sometimes just being in the middle of a giant crowd listening to great live music. And nobody was, you know, there, there was very little, most of the events I attended, there was hardly ever any trouble. All these different people. Nice. Woo! We've got Dr. Dale. I'd like to share something because as you're talking, it resonates with, I grew up with that and I love that music. And right now, every single Monday night in Santa Barbara, I put on a dance 
at the Unitarian Society from 7.30 to 9 with that kind of music and also new music mixed in. And people just, you know, it's it's so full, heartfelt, joyful, fun. And so anyone that's available and free, just come dance every Monday night. It's really a, a joy. So thank you. Nice. That's so nice that you do that, Dr. Dale. That's awesome. Engagement. It's a gift for me and it's a gift for others. <laughs> that's beautiful. Christine yeah, I- wants to get down there and shake a leg. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> you do, Glenn will do a little hustle, hustle. I don't think I'll get Glenn there, but I would do it myself. <laughs> I, I cracked a book this morning, and oddly enough, this bookmark said, "Without without music, life would be flat," and it had the actual B flat symbol. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That is spectacular. All right, let's do this. We've got a little bit of time saved. Let's move it over to the next segment. We've got Dr. May is going to finish out her book, which is an amazing book. We'll get to that more after these messages. Come on and work it for me. Let your body move. We are here together and we're in the groove We gon' party tonight, we gon' dance around Where all my steppers at, I know how to get down Come on, step it to your right, to right. now step it to your left Now right out in, left out we are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Natalie May. Uh, I am talking with you from Rome, Italy. Uh, and um, I would like to tell you today about the uh, dimensions of happiness that uh, I write about in my book, Mind Shift to Recovery, which is devoted to overcoming addiction. So uh, in the previous programs, we talked about uh, the dimensions of happiness um, and why they are important in life and why we need to focus on all eight dimensions. Today, um, the last dimensions I would like to talk about is the social and uh, spiritual. Uh, So they are very important because, uh, first of all, the social dimension of happiness. So we are all social creatures. And we need other species to uh, fill our lives uh, with emotions, <laughs> with feelings, and et cetera, et cetera. So we cannot survive on our own. And we need to learn how to deal with um, other members of society. So we need to work uh, on um, building authentic connections, on improving our communication skills. Uh, we need to involve in community and uh, make a social impact. So all these things are very important part of life. And the earlier we start uh, this uh, path in our life, the better for us. Because uh, even if, um, uh, you know, I know that uh, kids are listening to our program. So uh, even for kids, it's very important to be a part of uh, community, part of social work. And in uh, it brings the life into a, a good and uh, purposeful connection, uh, direction, sorry, direction. So uh, the last dimension uh, of happiness is uh, spirituality. And this is also uh, very important because this is where we look for purpose in life. Uh, We've talked uh, a lot uh, in our program about purpose and uh, why purpose is 
the engine that drives our uh, our souls on fire, let's say, and what drives us uh, forward. So uh, purpose is um, can have nothing to do with the work that we are doing or with even the place where we've been born. Uh, it's something that is assigned to us from the universe, and we must uh, make it happen during the lifetime. This is purpose. And um, uh, it's very important for everyone to remember that everyone has a purpose. So no one came into this world just uh you know to to be nobody to and to do nothing so um it's important that people uh try to find uh, their purpose there are a lot of different schools uh, there is uh, a lot of different religions and it's really up to um a person to find their way but i just want to uh remind that everyone should follow the purpose that everyone should look for it and you should never stop until you find it Nice. Sky. Well, I uh, wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, you know, finding your purpose is huge. I, I've been on such a long journey going from one thing to the next. And, you know, what I've discovered is, is that, you know, your purpose is, it almost feels like it's already in the stars, like it already exists. And all of these little things that felt like, avenues in different directions actually contributed to, you know, an overall sense of purpose. And I think, you know, really feeling and seeing what that purpose is, you know, kind of involves being able to step outside of yourself and be the observer and just kind of look back at your life and the experiences that you've gone through and how you're impacting other people. And, you know, when I when I talk with people that have, you know, far more experience than i do and and listen to them describe how they discovered what their purpose is their purpose almost always involves how they can contribute to humanity as a as a greater whole um which is fascinating because in our in our early years we spend so much time focused on on us and that's not a bad thing right because that's that's kind of priming the pump priming us to you know be able to learn all the skills and and achieve all the growth that we need to so that we can then figure out our purpose and give back to the larger community. Very well said. That's awesome. Don. Yeah, I totally I'm right with you on that. I think we're all born with a mission and a purpose and it's up to us to figure it out. And we can get into these patterns. Somebody mentioned before, you know, we can have a, a, somebody was talking about when you think you're hideous, you know, like sometimes teenagers have pimples or I had dry skin areas and I used to just think I'm hideous, you know, and then now I see a young picture of myself and I think, what was my problem? You know, and it's and it's like we have to we have to transcend those patterns that we can develop in our our minds that keep looping around and make us less than and make us think that we're not all that. You know, we need we need to, like you said, focus on the prize of discovering what we're really here for, mission and purpose. Christine. Yeah, I, I would say, and, and becoming conscious of that is really important and even counteracting it, right? I found in my 20s, I was able to do it um, in that sense of, you know, I used to look in the mirror and go, ooh, ick, yuck, yuck. And then, then I, for some, maybe it was the work I was doing. I was doing a lot of self, you know, a lot of um, healing work, but to really change it, neuro-linguistic programming. You know, when I, whenever I would catch myself focusing on something I don't like about myself, I would stop and I would focus on something I do like. I would try to find three things that I do like. I would try to find, you know, and other things, maybe something that's intrinsic, you know what I mean? I'm a really good person, you know, or I, I really like to help people, different things like that. So to change the way we speak to ourselves and the way we look at ourselves is so important.
Yeah, it's funny. Um, Dr. Dale um, and I, we're both artists. If there's any other artists in here, I'm sorry. You're just not bragging about yourself, so I don't know. Um, I will say I have this one piece in my kitchen and developing this piece. I tried to be so perfect in making it. I'm more of an abstract artist. Oh, yeah, go and figure. Um, and it was funny because it was, I would say there's like tw probably 20. It took me like six months to do this little picture. Maybe it's like 12 by 16. And I just didn't like it, but I always had to trust, trust, trust. And, and what it started with in my mind to what it ended up with, I literally took it one day. I was so frustrated with it because nothing was going right. And I think it was more a reflection of what was going on in my life. I just literally took it like a Frisbee and I just launched it in the backyard. But it was funny because the paint was wet, right? And as it spun, it landed on the ground and I picked it up and about 10 feet away from it, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my God don't move okay so i made this barricade around it okay and protected it waited three days and then i got some because it was so perfect to me right so then i got this um resin then i resined it to make it look like it has a glass tabletop on it and it's in my kitchen right now and anytime anybody who walks in the house they're just like they always point at that one even my son because he had a picture of another artist and it went for like, you know, millions of dollars. And he goes, you know, you're, you're not going to actually even be discovered until you're dead. And I said, hallelujah. So at least I got discovered because I believe the seen and the unseen. That's, you know, I don't have to be in physical form. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Dale, you, you feel me on that? Not that I could see you launching anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I'm just reflecting that. I just feel very fortunate. You know, I just had a, this trust that it would unfold and it had, you know, and opportunities showed up. I was aware of them. I, you know, jumped and, um, you know, in reflection, when you look back, you know, times that you think, oh, my God, you know, this and that. It's like you see the order in things and how it unfolds. I can't say that everyone's life is like this. I don't want to say that. I don't right. want to say that everyone can just trust it's going to unfold perfectly, you know, but in mine, I feel that way. And as I say, I think it's different for different people. I'm, I have a lot of gratitude in that, that today yeah. I'm doing work that I love doing and that's in service to other people. And it's like, wow, what a gift. Nice. Woo! Well, guess what? I don't want to, go ahead, Don, you want to finish up? You want to say yeah, something? Yeah, I just want to respond to what you said in that, you know, it's up to us, the life condition that we cultivate. And if we can transcend those 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 limiting views to be able to use things, we'll still encounter sufferings. The four human sufferings, birth, sickness, old age, and death, we can't escape those. But whether we get crushed by those things or just, you know, taken out, or whether we use those as a springboard for growth so that we can still engage and be in service to people, I just wanted to echo what you said. I totally, I, in, in my heart, I totally am seeking to do what you're talking about. Nice. Master's Curtis. Um, Dr. May, I'm really, I'm really interested in this idea of getting out of addiction, um, getting out of that pursuit of pleasure and comfort, and really going towards a purpose. You find that that's something that, that is a definite thing they need. Like if someone's going to come out of a dark place, they really need to find that purpose. Is that, is that, do you find that correlation? It really goes well. I mean, it really works. Uh, yes, exactly. I believe that uh, this is the most important uh, uh, thing that is missing from people's life, uh, the purpose. And that's why uh, eventually everyone, uh, you know, 
becomes uh, overwhelmed with some kind of substance abuse because they are trying to uh, find that um, the purpose <laughs> in the drug. You know, they're looking. They're looking in the wrong place, basically. You know, they should be. They should no, be but you and Doctor May does though, and you guys can hook up together because she does do the consultation. Okay. Yeah. And the first consultation is free. You can't <laughs> beat that. T Sports Radio, Benny. One of those family plans that we have. With T-Sports Radio, because, you know, we're all a little loose upstairs. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I want to get to Dr. Dale because she's up. I'm excited. She didn't tell me what she was going to talk about, but we're going to find out together after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back, and I let go with so much Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Dale Figtree. Delighted to be on Teen Sports Radio. I can be reached on my website, which is Dale, um, DaleFigtree.com. <laughs> okay, I want to talk today about sugar. <laughs> it's such a major part of the American diet. The important question is why we crave sugar, and also, is sugar really a problem for our health? You know, sugar is made up of glucose, and that's fuel that the cells use for energy. So why wouldn't it be great to just eat a lot of sugar and have great energy? Well, it doesn't exactly work like that. Glucose in the body is very carefully controlled. It can't even get into a cell without an escort, which is insulin produced by the pancreas. The insulin molecule connects to the glucose molecule and pulls it into the cell. So when energy is burned inside the cell, it also needs other things like vitamins and nutrients to burn effectively. Natural foods such as fruit and vegetables and beans and rice have very good levels of glucose. Plus, they also have good levels of fiber, vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. The fiber slows the absorption of glucose so it can go into the body evenly, and insulin can be produced without stress to carry it into the cells. If we eat refined foods, when the fiber and nutrients are taken out, like candy, breads, chips, pasta, or eat foods high in added white sugar, the glucose goes into the bloodstream too quickly and too much and creates a problem. The body has to struggle to produce extra insulin to carry it into the cells. If this demand on the pancreas is every single day, the pancreas wears down and stops producing enough insulin and the glucose builds up in the body and people get diabetes. And what happens to the glucose in the blood? Well, the body knows starvation for millions of years, so it always stores glucose and it's able to turn it into fat. So glucose, so fat is glucose that cannot be burned for energy because there's too much. Therefore, to have a healthy body, it's best not to eat very many refined foods foods that contain glucose in the form of white sugar or white flour. So craving sweets, what's that about? It usually means you don't have enough of other nutrients and you're probably eating too many refined foods like chips, pasta, candy bars, and sandwiches. 
Bread is usually empty glucose, even though it doesn't taste sweet. Like when you eat a hamburger, you're still having glucose in that bread, which is refined glucose. So if you crave a sweet, have more fruit, especially like almond, like apple slices or bananas with peanut butter or almond butter that has no added sugar in it, or vegetable sticks with hummus or guacamole, salads, nuts, seeds, cooked veggies, brown rice, and beans. They're great, excellent glucose. For sweeteners, when you need to use some natural honey or natural maple syrup is good, but be aware, even though they also contain other vitamins and minerals, which white sugar does not, they can still put too much glucose in the system, stressing the pancreas to produce more insulin and adding to the fat storage. So if you use them, just use a little bit. Nice. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we're going to finish it off. All right, Richard. Sorry, I gave you a minute, but you say a lot in a minute. I know. Dr. Well, Dara, I mean, guys, guys. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I learned from you after all. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting to think about, you know, just the different cravings that people have in their diet. And it's either usually sugar or salt, right? It's either something that's going to be a flavor enhancer. Um, and uh, if you're going to go towards one or the other, I always tell people to increase their, their salt intake because that's going to create the electrical synapse between the cells. Everything starts communicating. But then you throw sugar in there and your body doesn't really know what to do and it doesn't really have a purpose so you know in your in your diet when you're trying to increase flavor and get that more um you know robust sort of intense feel with your food you know definitely choose salt over sugar Woo! we like salty salty is better than sweet because so we got sweet up next we got sb 360 thank you everybody I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Here we go. Hey, Dr. D. How hey, you doing? Doing very, very well. A beautiful, beautiful day and a week and all of that. Uh, and on top of everything else, there are kids out there having a great time in the sports. Yeah, you know what I wanted to do? Just because the whole women's side of sports and the whole global reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, I was just curious to know what the most popular women's worldwide sports were as of, uh, this was as of last June. Do you have any idea which is the most popular women's sport in the world? Well, if it's anything like, I think, the men's, it would be soccer. Yeah, that's awesome that you or, See, I would pick something like, I don't know, tennis or basketball mm -hmm. or whatever, but soccer is correct. You or, win the blender's golf. Or, if, <laughs> or if, or if you're in Europe, you would say it's uh, it's women's football because that's what go. they we call it. Double, they don't. We could, uh, let's see. <laughs> we got. Uh, we could double down if you want. If you pick the second one, I'll be blown away because when I looked at that, I would have never oh. guessed. What do you think the second sport is? Think it through. I'm gonna say basketball. Good one, but that's not number two. That is number three. Number two spot. For women's sports worldwide, as of last June, mm -hmm. badminton. Really? Yeah, I know, right? Wow. 
Seriously? And yeah, it goes soccer, badminton, basketball, tennis, volleyball, and then we'll round it out with cricket. After cricket is actually table tennis. Wow. They, that's pretty cool. I didn't have any idea. I just thought, sometimes I like to know those little things, you know? And do you just know, do you know <laughs> that the projectile they play with in badminton travels faster than any other, I'll call it projectile, in any other sport? Seriously. Seriously. It's so fun. <laughs> I remember in eighth grade, um, the, the badminton courts were up, and I see this in right before basketball practice, and Diane Armet challenged me, mm -hmm. not knowing that I had a badminton set in my backyard, <laughs> and I was like three. Anyway, so of course, I milked her out of uh, Friendly's, which was an ice cream store. Ooh. So I said, okay, if we play, then it's Friendly's for the team. And yes, I beat her. There you go. <laughs> Everybody got ice cream that day. Do you know that as a kid growing up, we actually did have a badminton net and rackets and so forth? Uh, as kids, that's what my parents had in the back. That was one of the many things. Uh, yeah, that so, was, that wow, that's pretty too. cool. Badminton yeah, number two. One thing my mom can do, definitely. So when I saw that, my eyes, I couldn't believe she didn't even see my emotions because I was like, oh my God, lunch. This is going to be Lunch. So, anyways, uh, let's, let me, before we get going, let me give a big shout. Top seven spots listening to Team Sports Radio in the world. First uh -huh. spot up is Paris. Thank you, Paris. All right. Yep, Paris. Love it. Uh, we've got Paris, Ashburn, Frankfurt. Uh, South Haven and Brussels. That's the one thing I got to say about the internet and all that kind of things. When people mention, you know, we're coming up on, we're starting our 15th year here on Teen Sports Radio. Mm. And it is like a global impact. You know, we are providing mentorship, if you will, teen tips uh, for our kids. But I tell you, like a lot of this stuff that uh, I've digested from all of these great people that we've had on, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I'm, you know, I'm in my sixth, I've hit my sixth decade. I've used them. I mean, the dieting, the, the nutrition, the lighting, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's it's a crossover, wouldn't mm. you say? I mean, you've learned yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I learned a lot, uh, especially even though I didn't play a sport per se. I learned a lot uh, producing the golf radio show. That's how I found out about the uh, uh, the little, I, I don't know if it's called a shuttlecock or not. But anyway, the, 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 the birdie that flies from one side to the other in badminton. Hey, uh, yeah. we've got some sports here. San Marcos High School is going to be on the road today. They're going down Ooh. to San Diego to take on uh, San Marcos High. Did you know that San Mar there's a San Marcos down in San Diego? Uh, this is for the uh, the opening round of the CIF Division Three State Tournaments, and the Dons uh, were awarded the uh, number nine seed in the bracket and will face off against number eight seed, the Knights, uh, at 7 p.m. tonight uh, down in San Diego, in San Marcos. And uh, that's pretty cool. Um... I like road trips, okay? I've always liked road trips, especially going down to San Diego, staying close to the ocean. What do you Nice. Got? Love it, love it. Let's start off with some softball here. We had the third annual Carpentry Invitational last Saturday. And uh, they split. That's not bad. They went one and one. They mm -hmm. lost the start. The start of the morning, this is never good when you get bested um, getting a shutout from Viewpoint. Uh, to start the day but anyway there were a lot of errors and there were a lot of nerves I think um, so Coach Mora was attributing that loss too but then they came back and stomped Napomo 8-1 
which was wonderful. And again, Ashley Mora went back up on uh, the mound, as they say, and she uh, took out six batters and also led the offense with three hits. Nice job, Ashley. Hmm. Well, another uh, element happening again today. Dos Pueblo softball, unfortunately, over the weekend, they dropped uh, both games of their doubleheader again. Uh, actually, it was on Saturday they dropped these games against uh, Clovis and Rigetti at Rigetti, the Rigetti Invitational. Now, the Chargers now will shift their attention, as every athlete needs to do once they're other whether win or lose they move on to focus their attentions today uh on uh, the next uh, league play which again as i said does begin today so uh shift yeah okay that's done move on <laughs> there you go well, let's let's add a couple of shouts to hurley and bruna uh bruna she they led um the Chargers, and in a combined effort, their batting average was 500. And anytime you oh. bat 500, that deserves love, Absolutely. baby. Nice job, ladies. Absolutely. And finally, uh, the Westmont men's basketball uh, couldn't get the defensive stops needed to hang uh, hang with the Hawaiian Hilo, I believe it is, or Hilo Volcano on Saturday. And uh, basically, they uh, dropped this particular game 83-72. Nice. Okay, let's finish up. I got a couple of things here really fast. We got Westmont beating Hawaii Hilo. They started hot with a 14-0 run, and they just went coast to coast with that. Destiny Okonkwo. Had 12 points. Sage Kramer, a sophomore, grabbed her seventh double-double. Nice job, ladies. Westmont hosts a tough game tomorrow night against the Sunbirds of Fresno. Please show up to that. Yep. You can't make that game. Mm-hmm. Try to show up to this this Saturday. That's going to be the Golden against the Golden Eden Eagles of Concordia. But that's going to be senior night. So, Santa Barbara, let's get there. Okay? Let's yeah. get there on Saturday to support our Westmont Warriors. All right. Is that it, Dr. Gay? We got a lot of love. We got a lot of hugs. And we're going to have a great show next week. Tune in. God bless. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single